This is a Strips Trust podcast. All news and all views expressed in the podcast are those of the contributors, not necessarily those of Morecambe Football Club. Yeah, 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 yeah. God, I believe me. Blessing in the land is Morecambe FC. Yeah, yeah, yeah. As long as me. Blessing in the land is Morecambe FC. Well, welcome along to Shrimpnet, podcast two of the 2022-23 season. Uh, with us, with myself and Joel this week to discuss the shrews and looking forward to the clash at London Road versus the posh and the potters at home in the Carabao Cup. We have our boardroom guru and uh, all-round fixer, Charlie Appleyard. Charlie, welcome along. Give you please. And a nice shirt as well. Uh, and I'm delighted to be joined by uh, new club captain and uh, new first-team keeper, Connor Ripley. Connor, thanks for joining us. Good evening. My computer's making a noise. Sorry about that. There, that's putting me script. That's putting me script on my keyboard. <laughs> um, so let, let's start as we mean to go on. Uh, we'll review the Shrews game. Uh, a nil-nil, uh, nobody wants to start with a nil-nil, but it's nice to start with a clean sheet, Joel. Yeah, definitely. I thought, I think go, going into the game, obviously the, it's been a quite a, a, a weird summer, really, with the, with the transfer listing and, and all that, uh, and, and quite a bit of change, maybe, with quite a few new players. But And also, I don't know if I had a bit of PTSD from the last time we played Shrewsbury. Uh, <laughs> losing 5-0. Uh, but yeah, but I think kind of after that, having... Quite a boring nil-nil was was quite nice, really. I think what what I felt good about was I thought that the foundations looked like they were there. Obviously, Connor and, and the defense, you know, they were all really really solid. I know they, they they started quite brightly, and they had in the second half that shot that got deflected off the bar, but there wasn't really much going on to to, to, to trouble Connor in goal, and and we looked pretty firm at the back, which is really good to see because obviously. I think 88 goals conceded in the league last season. That's a hell of a lot. So that's kind of a starting point of what needed to improve. And it looks like it very much has. And yeah, I think going forwards, we could have done with a bit more fluency. Uh, but you know what? That, that that takes time and it's difficult to kind of go, you know, players need to learn whether, well, what what style of, what kind of runs they're going to make. They kind of need to build that kind of connection. And that, that you know, that's not easy to build. So I'm sure that'll come in, in the next few weeks. But what's important is it felt very much like there's a kind of a good, solid foundation to build off, which I think was very encouraging. And, you know, it's good to get a point on the board and, yeah, and kick on from there. So a couple of things uh, that I want to talk to Charlie about. First of all, the crowd, 4,760, was it? Which is a fantastic opening day crowd, Charlie. Yeah. It was really, really good, especially with how much it was, how much it was raining cats and dogs and people stood out on the Berlin Wall even though yeah. the camera was down. Um, so that was really, really good. I took a trip with Ben down the uh, behind the uh, behind the bar to card stand to see, see people having a pint underneath uh, shelter for the first time, which was good. Um, and uh, everyone seems to have a good time. And uh, yeah, we didn't expect to be using that shelter in the uh, end of July. Sorry, I said we didn't expect to be using that shelter by the end of July, did we? We thought we'd probably be in there in November. Well, we are from Morecambe, so <laughs> yeah, true. So, looking at the game itself, Charlie. Um, I think one thing that's become clear immediately was that Cole uh, got extra special treatment from their two centre-backs. And uh, they seem to, as per usual, be allowed free reign to muscle him and uh, pull the shirt, etc., etc. And uh, we were saying at half-time, you know, as soon as he does it back, he'll get he'll, he'll probably get a booking. He didn't get a booking, but the first time he did it, they gave a foul. And it's going to be a frustrating season because he's going to be a marked man with 25, 26 goals, isn't he? Yeah, probably. But the funny thing was one when they when they grappled and they did a, they did a, a double somersault holding on to each other, which was quite quite athletic. But uh, you know, <laughs> people people were going to try and try and stop him from uh, from scoring outrageous goals like he did last season. But all in all, I quite it was, it was good to watch. Um, Ryan Delaney was like a newborn uh, new 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 signing for us, and 
Rawson was brilliant. He was, he, he was really great with all the kids at the end, getting the signatures and giving them advice and just really, really good new ambassadors like Connor coming to the club is really, really positive for us. So I'll move on to Connor now. That was a, a, a pretty solid debut for you, Connor, there. Not really a safe to make apart from one of your own players deflected it onto the bar, which I'm sure you had covered. Yeah, I had that covered. Don't worry about that one. I just knew <laughs> I don't want to give a corner away. That's all. No, <laughs> no it was, um, yeah, it was it was a good debut. The uh, as you said, the crowd was great, and um, it was a great turnout. And then, listen, we all knew it was it was it was going to be a difficult game. Shrewsbury. A few of the lads told us told me about the five nil whooping they had last time. So you know, we we would adamant that we just didn't want that to happen again and uh, I think even though as as Joel said it was a, a boring nil-nil uh, draw it's 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 somewhere to start we've 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 got a point we've got a point and we've got a clean sheet so as you say we're a, we're a new team but we've we've come into a league one game against Shrewsbury who I believe are going to be fighting for playoffs uh, and and we held our own and, and we kept it uh, a nil, well, kept it at nil nil really. Yeah, but uh, we came back. We did two all draw, and we leaked a couple of really really bad goals to, to to concede the equaliser. I can't remember their first. I can't remember their first goal, which is Ipswich's first goal. But we scored a couple of good goals. Would you rather start with from a from a solid defence with trying keeping clean sheets and and, and then get better attacking? I'm sure we'd rather build on that, right? We'd much rather build on that. I think it always, always has to start from the back. In, in and this is my opinion, and it's probably been, you know, it's always been my opinion as a footballer. You, yes, you win games by by scoring goals, but you also can't win a game if you're conceding three to four goals a game. So, you know, if you've got a defense and a, and a goalkeeper and a defense that are working and using and we're hard to break down. It gives the attackers and it gives the midfielders a chance to do their thing and and, and score goals, and we then do our jobs. and And that's how that's how I think we'll uh, we'll win the games. We, we just got a. We had a couple chances, but it wasn't meant to be. But we we listen. We 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 got a no no draw against Shrewsbury. Uh, you know, it, it is what it is. We've we've had one game, kept a clean sheet. And you know, I, I believe I believe we've done really well, to be honest. And looking at it, Joel, um, it was a tight game, but um, there were some green shoots there when uh, Jake Taylor came on in midfield. There was a little bit more freedom. Uh, he looked to get forward at every opportunity and slipped a couple of decent balls in. One where Arthur didn't quite read it. Another one where Cole nearly got in. And all of a sudden, twenty minutes to go, we looked a bit better. Yeah, he's a, he's a he's a really good player, Jake Taylor. I mean, anybody who was watching the uh, the League Two Player Final last year obviously saw what you can do. Derek spoken very highly of him, and it, when when he got him, it felt like he very much got his man because he paid a little bit of a fee for him, and he said he's been chasing him before. So yeah, I was really impressed by him. Just the way he can kind of take the ball, pass it around a bit, drive from the field. I was right behind that little three ball he played into Max Melbourne down the left. I could just see Melbourne making that run and the little gap between the defenders. And it was it was really nice to watch from there. But yeah, like you know, it's like you say, you know, we've got those solid foundations and that's good to start off with. And then that gives the a, a bit of a platform for play, your players like Taylor and then throughout the rest of the squad as well, like uh your Jensen Weirs and your Kevin Watts and going going further forward, you've got you know Ash Hunter and, and the Who and Connolly and everybody. That gives them all a platform to kind of build from and work together on. We might win a couple of games, one or two, one instead of four, three, five, you know, four, three, four, all. And we might only have to score one or two goals to win a game. If we that, one that was actually that was actually Derek Adams' first nil-nil as a Morgan manager, I think. <laughs> Which is was quite remarkable. Yeah. Oh, considering, hey. considering the stereotype, it's actually quite, it's quite yeah. surprising, really. Well, I, I tell you what, that's a, that's a, if that stat is right, you've checked that. That's an amazing stat because. Mm -hmm. uh, a lot, a lot of people will be saying, you know, uh, I mean, it, I don't, I don't know if you know this, Connor, but the uh, the fans have christened it Derek Ball because obviously when we got promoted in League Two, we had sort of like 
on average, less than 30% of the ball, you ended up getting promoted. <laughs> it was so a bit did De- Derek I, Ball. I didn't know that. I did know that, actually. I did know that. It was... I, I kind of knew we, we're not really a possession team. <laughs> but, but it, listen, if it works and it gets three points on the on the uh, table, I, I don't care if we have two percent. As long as we as long as we win, that's that's all that really matters. I mean, it's it's quite interesting well, though, uh, because despite the fact that we had low possession, we actually were the, one of the highest scorers in the league, and we also but, were the, the highest conceders in the top seven. And that's yeah. that's that's a great to have, you know, people. It's funny. It's, do you remember the um, Barcelona Celtic game? And I think Celtic had twenty three or twenty seven percent, and they and they yeah. beat. But who's 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 the who's the victor? Who's who's won and who's lost? It's all well and good having all that, all that possession, but if you're not going to do anything about it, then I, I, it doesn't really bother me. You know, it, it's it's great to get three points, and I don't care how we do it, but as long as we get it. That's all that matters. I can see why Derek, think, Derek's made you club captain. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think I think it's uh, it is it is rather an affectionate uh, affectionate term that the fans use is Derek Ball because obviously he did get us promoted with it, uh, and as you pointed out, Joel, we scored a load and conceded a load, so it was never dull. So uh, it's been strange. We might not have a lot of the ball, but when we've got it, we use it pretty well, and long may that continue. So. Moving on, um, away at London Road uh, on Saturday. That's a pretty big ask because they're obviously one of the favourites to go up. They've uh, they've done a bit of a rebuild over the summer, but kept the best players, uh, at least two or three of them. And obviously, Johnson Clark Harris was prolific at at, uh, at this level uh, the last time he was here two years ago. But uh, now um, they're they're pretty well set up, Joel. It's going to be a tough game. Yeah, it will certainly be a tough game. Obviously, they've lost uh, Sammy Smodzik. I think that's how you pronounce it. I'm very sorry if I've absolutely butchered that. But they've lost him to uh, the Bradford for a couple of million quid, I think, the other day. So that'll, that'll weaken them. But then they've got oh, a fellow, I think he used to be at Gilliam. I can't quite remember his name. Ben Thompson, I believe, who's coming in. And he's a good player. And they've still got uh, you know Johnson Clark-Harris, Jack Murray up front. So th- there are a lot to be recommended. And even kind of more than the, uh, some of the younger players like... Uh, Joel Randall, who we I remember facing him when he was at Exeter in League Two. He's a very yeah. good player. Uh, they've yeah. signed a good lad from uh, uh, Sutton, Ajabayo. Uh, and they've got another fellow who's somebody in the office today was raving about a little bit. So, you know, they're going to be a tough ass, but, you, you know, we're going to go there to win, I'm sure. Derek will have a game plan in mind. He'll have looked at what they did against. Uh, Cheltenham last weekend. I think they had a bit of a formation change in the second half. So, you know, I, you know, we can be very sure that, you know, Derek and Connor, everybody, they're all going to be dead prepared for the game. And uh, it, it's, it's always going to be, well, I mean, every game in this division is going to be, uh, is going to be tricky, but uh, particularly their first home game of the season, Charlie, coming back off uh, an away win at Cheltenham, which is a difficult place to go, as we know, uh, so they're going to be they're they're hopefully going to be expected just to sort of like troll all over us and uh, it'll be easy and that could work in our favour, couldn't it? Well, I, I, there is another uh, Morecambe FC podcast some other people might listen to, which I hope they do. Dave Salmon was uh, in, interviewing the uh, posh podcast guy. I don't know if you listen to it, but this guy literally thinks they're going to win about ten nil. He was like, <laughs> he was like, yeah. Yeah, well, our defence is brilliant, goal is brilliant. Loads of strikers scored loads of goals, then they goals in, bring it home. We, you know, we're definitely, we're basically, definitely going to win, and that's what Morecambe's all about, right? Um, you know, we, <laughs> we, 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 we like to go and face adversity, so I'm sure they've been preparing properly, and we'll see what happens. But um, Derek goes, Derek, Derek, as we said, said the day goes into every game to win. You know, Connor and all the boys, we try and do the hardest, and uh, you know, we'll, we'll see what happens. And uh, uh, Connor, you've uh, you've probably got some experience of uh, of playing at, at Peterborough. Have you played there before? Because it's uh, it, they get quite vociferous there, don't they? You know what? To be fair, we I have never I've well I've actually never played at Posh. The I've been there, but I've never played there. We the um, listen the, the the places can be hostile. There's every every. Every uh, club can be hot, trust me. 
I've been to some places where it's it's even even when there's about two hundred people, you think it's 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 scary. But the um, listen, they, they are their favourites. Their favourites probably in most of the games, favourites to go up. But it it doesn't really mean anything at the moment. It's it's early days. Yeah, if you remember Cheltenham were two 0 up. If Cheltenham. I don't know if if I don't I don't want to batter Cheltenham here, but if, if you when you two 0 up, you I believe you should see the game out. That's my opinion. You, you know you've you you you're in a great position. You shouldn't lose if you if you two 0 up. You've got to hang on to that. But credit to Peterborough, they've they've um they changed the, their their formation. It's funny I was talking to uh, John, the assistant manager at the uh, club, and I, we were talking about. I was talking about uh, formations, what kind of formation we're going to be playing, and stuff like that. And he he, he said, "Well, they they played a three-two-five in the in the second half." And oh, I, was, wow. I was just thinking, how, how, "How have they how have they not conceded any more goals?" Oh, yeah, five. But then it's worked for him, and they've scored three goals, three-two. So you know, <laughs> it's not it's where it's worked out for him, but. I believe we're good enough to cause anyone any problems. So I'm not worried. I'm 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 confident in the team. I'm confident with the lads. We're you know we've got a great bunch of lads, and you know it's it's really tight as well. It's a really tight net group, and I believe we can go to to Peterborough and cause an upset. I'm I'm I truly believe that. Well, I'm glad you believe that because we always live in hope. And like uh, Charlie alluded to, Derek is always, always, always positive and always wants to go to win no matter how he does it. But looking at looking at the sort of history of Grant McCann at, at Peterborough and Hull, all his teams keep it on the deck and, and play to the strengths, which they've always got good ball players, as you pointed out, Joel, haven't they? Yeah, no, they'll, you know, they'll look to move it around a bit. It's a little bit early in the season to kind of really judge them stylistically after one game. But like we said, you know, they've got plenty of attacking talent and they're, they're going to look to use it. And obviously in comparison to, to our style, well, we we are going to want to have a little bit a little bit less in the ball. But you know what? That, that suits us absolutely fine. You know, <laughs> we're more than happy having a little bit less in the ball. We've obviously seen we've had success with that under Derek previously. So, yeah, it'll be good to, you know, maybe... You know, upset a few, uh, you know, cause a bit of an upset. You know, make a few of their fan, uh, fans get very angry on Twitter, uh, saying that we stole the game because they had seventy percent possession. But you know, so hopefully that can, uh, can have that make that happen. It's set up. Well, the, it could be, it could be the ultimate Derek Ball performance of all time. You know, it's, 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 <laughs> they're going to have the ball all the time. They have everyone behind the ball. Probably play the similar starting lineup to the other day with Gibbo and. Trying to stop people and then just try and get one on the break. Well, I, I tell you what, if they listen to the podcast that uh, that you're talking about and their guy saying it's going to be like uh, it's going to be a walkover, uh, the, the longer it goes on without them scoring, the more frustrated they'll get, won't they? Yeah, exactly. That's why it's good to go to these places and just you know turn the fans a little bit, you know, because you know you, you feel it when you're in the stadium. You know, obviously, I'm sure. Everyone's yeah. Everybody will feel it on the pitch, but even as a fan, you know, you you're in that stadium. You just, you know, you hear a few moans when they overhit when they overhit a pass or, or, or anything like that. And being at Charlton last year, play a lesser team. When they believe that it's a lesser team, and they think that, as as Charlie said, that the guy thinks we're gonna they're gonna win ten nil. As soon as it gets to 20, 30 minutes, and that and they haven't really had a chance or or they're struggling. Then all of a sudden the fans are like, "Well, what's going on? Why are we not six 0 up already?" And then, yeah, exactly. As as a player, you can actually feel that, and then you start seeing the the players forcing passes, playing passes long, and they're not going to stick to the to the game plan. So you know it can work in our favour. Who who cares? Who cares if it's if if we have twenty? And I honestly this this whole this whole thing of of uh, of like uh, the percentage of, of the uh, possession, it does not bother anyone, especially at the club. We we all know we're not Barcelona. We ain't going <laughs> to We know that we're going to be under the caution uh, most of the games, but we know how to deal with it. And the lads who have been under Derek know how to deal with it. So it, 
kind of works in our favour sometimes. Even even, even even if even 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 if we lost we lost we lost by the odd goal and had a really good performance. You know, there's no harder game on the fixture list the whole season. Really, it's, it's, it's a long way to travel. The favourites to win. If we put a good, good performance in, can only build the confidence for, for, for the games to come in in, in the uh, in the, later in the season. And move that moves us on nicely to uh, what I, I'm going to call the uh, the Carabao Cup, the free hit against Stoke City, because there's absolutely nothing to lose in that game. Obviously, we had a uh, a fantastic win at Blackburn Rovers last last year in the in the early round, and then Preston North End at home, which I'm sure you remember, Connor, and uh, and that was a great game. Uh, we just enjoyed it, but obviously we knocked Blackburn out. We had a right good go against Preston in a humdinger of a game. Uh, and Stoke City at home, Joel. Um, it, it's just going to be uh, another another nice crowd, another nice atmosphere, and uh, it, I don't think anybody's expecting anything. We can go out and just play our game. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I think if we look back at our history in the in the Carabao Cup, we know obviously for a long time we struggled in the FA Cup until the last couple of years, but we've we've always had a bit of a knack of a few good cup ties and the League Cup, and obviously we. That way back in 2007, obviously there was the, the Preston and the Wolves games. We've had the, the the Ryan Williams free kick against Wolves a few years later. Last year was yeah. great beating Blackburn. So you know it, it, it's a good competition to me. You know, have a little bit of a go in. I think we've got a good record in it, and like you say, you know, uh, create a good atmosphere. I think I always like. I know I've mentioned it a few times before, but you know, getting teams into our home ground where you know the pitch is a little bit tighter and there's um, I think we were speaking to it just before we come on air. We came on air, you know. The I think just because it's not overly big and it's just jam packed every game now, like you know, there's a good bit of an atmosphere. So you know, hopefully we'll definitely give them a bit to think about and, like you say, just just play our game and and, and do what we do best. You know, ruffle a few feathers. And uh, and another another got shut that dog up. And uh, another good I've another. The daughter's walking in through the door, so they're going to go mad for the next 20 seconds. <laughs> so, what so, what sort of dogs are they? I'm going to scoot off in a minute. What sort of dogs are they, Connor? Uh, well, you'd like, you, you'd like to think you'd like to think big German shepherds, but I've got a chihuahua and a Pomeranian. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. They're probably more intimidating than a German shepherd, to be honest. Yappy little things. <laughs> Little yappy things. Yeah, that's random. Doing me well, they're, they're going to star in the podcast anyway. So going back to the Stoke game, Charlie. Um, again, lucky that we've got a home draw, which is always good. Stoke's pretty good. Uh, their manager had real, real success as manager in Northern Ireland, uh, mm. and he, he's assembled again another team that play the right way, and uh, it's just going to be a, a good occasion. And like I say, a free hit. Yeah, free, a free hit within the true sense of the word. And, uh, you know, there's no prize money in the Carabao Cup till the semi-finals, I don't think. So, you know, hopefully we just get, if we are to stay in the competition, we get some good home draws where we can have some good performances and get the atmosphere going and keep going. But uh, I just hope uh, we get a home draw. If we, do, if we do win, we get another home draw. And looking at this in plain terms, Connor, um, it is still early days, as you've said. Uh, and obviously take into the fact that obviously, yeah, league points are always but um the cup a cup game against a team from a higher division, you you always think at the back of your mind, don't you, that well, why not? Yeah, listen, I mean the Carabao Cup's great for stuff. I, I mean I've I've played against Man United and Manchester City in the in this uh, cup. So it always gives you that chance to just go out there and enjoy yourself. So, you know, Stoke are going to come to our place. And we've, as the lads have said, I don't think many teams actually really want to come to our place. It's not the big stadiums and it's not the, you know, the all, all sing and dancing, but it's, it's our stadium and we're going to make it difficult for people to come and, and, and get the win. So we... We're going to go out there and we're just going to enjoy it. You know what I mean? The Stoke are a big team, but Stoke now have to come to Morecambe on a Tuesday night. So instead of us going to Stoke on a Tuesday night. Well, uh, Freeze and I were playing the game two years ago when Newcastle came. 
Newcastle with seven, yeah. seven, seven, we have done 10 men, seven nil down, done 10 men after about 40 minutes. Yeah. Um, I don't, if, if they, if we had a full crowd in like we've got now and that played that game again, I don't think it would have been seven nil. We had a training right. game, wasn't it? You, you wouldn't believe the difference a crowd can actually make. Yeah, you, yeah, yeah. You, especially, I, I, the, the best way I could do it is, is no, listen, the, I'm, I'm going off how I, when I played uh, uh, up in Scotland. Um, Hearts, it's a bit, lot bigger stadium, but Hearts Stadium is literally, you're about, I'd say, about two foot away from the, the blooming step, the uh, stands. And it, it's really imposing when you've got like a, a, a just a wall of people just looking at you, <laughs> not saying very nice things to you, and you're just thinking, "Oh crap, here we go." So like that's that's the way it should be, you know. Like a, a, having a big crowd, it, it it changes everything. So in our in our place, we have a big crowd, and 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 it's it, like you say, Joe, it's it's a nice tight area. It's not going to be nice for clubs to come. And uh, fingers crossed that if uh, if the weather on the opening day was anything to go by, we could do with it being like Stoke on a Tuesday night, couldn't we? <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> I don't think anybody expected that to be stood on the Berlin Wall uh, <laughs> in, uh, with the umbrellas on and coats on at the end of July. But there you go. So, right, Connor, we'll we'll come to you now. Um, obviously. Uh, first, a little bit uh, about, about uh, you're quite. Uh, is your dad famous or infamous to you? <laughs> your dad, to be honest, he's he's a uh, he's a very well known footballer, but he's, <laughs> he's more than than a footballer. So he is he's, he's he was a role model for me when I was younger, and um, you know he he. The only good thing is I'm not a, a winger, so people can't really compare me to him. <laughs> well, that, that's 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 going to be my next question because how does I mean your dad won a couple of caps for England and obviously won the Premier League with Blackburn Rovers. Uh, for those that don't know, it's Stuart Ripley. Uh, it was uh, had had a great time at Blackburn and also at Middlesbrough. Uh, and how does? I mean, you, I understand Casper Schmeichel follows Michael, you know, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, you know. But I, I'm just like, Peter Schmeichel, and I'm like, what? And I'm like, I, so how do you end up a keeper when your dad's a flying winger? <laughs> well, the, basically, he told me I weren't good enough. <laughs> <laughs> what, so, what, your, your actual dad said, no, you crap going goal. <laughs> basically, yeah. So when I when I was when I was when I was a lot younger, I I played in goal, and uh, well, I don't want to to carry on too long. But I moved to Switzerland when I was younger, and I decided, listen, I don't want to be a, I don't want to be a goalkeeper. I'm going to play outfield. So I became a striker, and I and I thought I'd done really well. And I came back to England, and um, this I, is a good this is a good story. I like this. Where uh, whereabouts in Switzerland? Uh, I uh, came back to England three years after and, and I, I played for a team called Worley near Clitheroe. Yeah. Um, so I played for Worley FC with my friends and I was a striker and I thought, God, I'm, I'm flying. But I re I've got to remember, I was about two foot bigger and about five stone heavier than everyone. So <laughs> it, it made things a lot easier for me. And I, and I just remember, I just remember, you know, I was asking my dad, what do you think? And he just said to me, listen, you ain't good enough to make it as a, and I, and it was it was like a dagger to me. I was like, oh, cheers, and then I actually got scouted from Blackburn by Blackburn as a as a striker. So I was thinking, here we go, and I've gone down there, and they've they've they uh, basically set up an eleven v eleven, so 22, 22 uh, trialists just had a game basically. But they over they over invited someone and there was no outfield positions left. So I said, "Listen, I'm not going to give this position up. Let just give me a pair of gloves." There was no goalkeeper. Give me a pair of gloves. I'll go and goal. And I probably had the best game of my life. And, <laughs> and literally, literally, Blackburn signed me, and I became a goalkeeper. 
And that that uh, that is an amazing story. So you you literally didn't go. You went there as a centre forward and ended up going in goal by default. Pretty much, yeah. I mean, it, 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 the the other goalkeeper was actually Lee Nichols. Lee Nichols was at Blackburn at the time, and they they released Lee Nichols and to replace him. And it was all well and good. Listen, it was great. It was great. Great time. They released me. Uh, Bobby Downs was the 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 and he released me and it was one of those ones where I said, right, what do I do now? But then I had I had quite a few. I had Leicester, Derby, Aston Villa, Sunderland, and then of course they all wanted to find me. And then because I'm you know from Middlesbrough, in my, my dad played for Middlesbrough. Yeah. It just it really well, and then I, I signed there, and I, I was there for ten years. So, what would you be doing now then if um, you played at front in that trial and, and got not got through? <laughs> you know what? There's so many people ask me that. I, I, I always said I'd be I'd be a policeman. It's like a sliding but, doors now, isn't it? Sliding doors. You just don't know, do you? You don't know where you're going to be. Uh, listen, I. I I was adamant I was going to become a footballer. I, I was just like, I was fixated on becoming a footballer. I was like, right, I want to be, I want to be like my dad. I want to play outfield. And basically, he told me I was too shit to be out to be a to be an outfield. <laughs> Getting goal, son. So I went in goal, and he, and it was probably, if anything, probably the best advice he's ever given me. And then, and after that, you know, I, I'd probably be a, a policeman or, or do some. I, I I'm, I'm quite handy with my hands. So like I, I, I'm good at building stuff and and I, I enjoy it, but you know what? It was fate. It was fate. It was meant to be. Okay, well, well, I tell you what, Connor. Think about it on Saturday. If you're getting a load of flack and loads of you're getting loads of shots to save on Saturday, uh, I'll, I'll bet it's easier than try try being a copper in Teesside. Hey, listen, <laughs> I would not want to be a copper in Teesside. I know that, <laughs> but. The, Listen, I, we're, we're very privileged people. We're, we're privileged. We know we, we I know, and, and most of well, everyone should know as a footballer that we're living 99% of the people of men's dreams, really. So we understand that. But, you know, it, it's it's definitely, definitely don't take the, uh, the job for granted. So looking at your time at uh, PNE, uh, and you're up against some blooming good lads there, but you still got some games. But uh, I know, obviously, p and &E, division above, uh, they've had sort of like a couple of managerial changes. Um, when it when it came to the move to Morecambe, were you sad to leave there or were you thinking it was about time I got myself a number one spot? Yeah. It, the, Preston, the Preston move is definitely something that, I don't regret, but it was a difficult time for the past three years. Past three, you know, I, I, I got promised that I was going to be number one and, and that I was going to be playing. And then Alex Neal decided to stick with Deck, Declan Rudd. And yeah. Declan Rudd just, just absolutely became one of the best keepers in the championship as soon as I arrived. So I was thinking, right, OK. I can deal with that. And then I was telling the lads uh, before he came on that, you know, I snapped my ankle like four months into my, not even four months, a few weeks, really. And I was out for, for a good good while. And I got back and I played two games and then the, the pre-season. And I just didn't feel myself. I wasn't myself, really, whilst I got after the uh, ankle injury. And I just couldn't, as for some reason, it, it is what it is. And, you know, it was all nothing to do with the club. It was down to me. I just didn't really kick on as I should have. And, you know, it, it was a it was a tough time. And like you said, we had some great keepers. And, you know, we, we, we had Daniel Everson who came in. And yeah. I, I honestly believe he was the best, best, one of the best goalkeepers I've ever trained with. He is he is frightening that kid, and I believe he should be Leicester's number one now. Uh, Schmeichel's left, yeah. But 
he, like you say, he, he was great and he, uh, it was just that it was the time for me to leave. I, my, my contract was up at the end of the season and I just had to find myself a number one spot and Morecambe came in and I had a few options, but it was the way, the way Greg Strong sold the club to me, it was, it was the club to go to. Yeah, it was probably all lies. Well done, Greg. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, from that point of view, it, so it sounds like you're looking forward to the fresh start and also the challenge of being number one. So it's like a clean slate for you, isn't it? Listen, I, I, anywhere I've actually been, been number one. So like I, when I was at Middlesbrough, every anywhere I went to go on loan or where, you know, I was number one. And it was very hard for me to go to Preston and then not be number one. And I couldn't seem to, I was a young lad, you know, four years ago, I was a young lad who, 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 I just couldn't get my head around it. I was like, well, they promised me number one. What? Why am I not doing it? And, it, yeah. and I get it. But as I got older and, and it, time came to it, I was just thinking, listen, is what it is. Get on with it. Time to, to uh, find, find, where and, and play your games because you know I could be further ahead in my in the appearances that I've got, but you know it is what it is at, at Preston. So final one from me before I I uh, put the Gestapo and Joel onto you. Um, uh, when when you're in this situation now, do you just want to play every single game, or if Derek picked Adam Smith against Stoke, would you say yeah, go on do do the best you can, or? You know, are you are you one of these people who's like, no, 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 I, I want every game. I'm a footballer. I want to play every game. I thought but, you'd say that. <laughs> but, but I've been in Adam Smith's position. I understand, and he deserves. He actually deserves his chance, and he, he he's a very good goalkeeper, and he needs to play. He needs to have them games because if I am going to be number one and I'm hoping to keep my position, he still needs to play them games. And I'll never hold it against him. And, and, and I've known Smithy for a, a long time. Me and Smithy go back a long time ago. So I, I knew him when I was 18. So, you know, it, it's... He deserves it. And, and it, listen, if the gaffer decides Smithy's playing on Tuesday, I will be there to support Smithy as he has been there to support me. Uh, at the beginning of the season, so definitely something like that. But if he asked me if I want to play Tuesday, I'll be saying yeah. Good answer, uh, Joel. I'll uh, I'll let you. I, I hope I haven't had any of your questions. I usually don't. <laughs> no, no, yeah, no. You've uh, you've actually you've left the open goal for me, which is jujitsu. Uh, <laughs> I, yeah, I, I did look. I did look and thought. I, I I think I'll step aside on that one. <laughs> because, yeah, I, I mean, I've got to ask, because it's, it's an interesting sport to do. This, but I, th I think, thinking about it, I'm, I'm obviously, a, this is kind of a, a rookie's interpretation of it, but, it, you know, I imagine it's a lot about core strength and, and balance and flexibility, and they all seem like things that can carry carry over quite nicely into goalkeeping, really. Yeah, definitely. Listen, jiu-jitsu actually got me through this hard time at Preston. Believe it or not, I, I I was actually really down in the dumps and and I wasn't playing my games and I kind of lost that competitive edge and he was struggling for, for me to to go to training at Preston and enthusiastic. I'm not playing even in the squad. Out, so I was losing that competitive. And one of my one of my uh, good friends. Um, who's my barber actually is is a black belt in jujitsu and you know it takes a long long time to get uh, your black belt in jujitsu I think it's took him about eleven years to get it. so it's it's a really really difficult difficult uh, sport to get uh, to that level and uh, he just said to me give it a go and I've, I've I've always been interested in in MMA and jujitsu and MMA really, UFC and everything. And he just said, "Give it a go." And I've come down and I've absolutely fell in love with it. It's like it's honestly, it's one of the best sports I've ever. Played. 
it doesn't matter who you are. You can be the most famous person in the world and you could be working in the sewers and you you are the same person. You are rolling with people who who respect you respect each other and it's all about respect and it's all about doing the right thing and I love it. I absolutely love love, love jujitsu. It keeps me fit as as flexible as it can be. And uh it's definitely one of the best sports I've ever come across and, and you know, you make some amazing friends, amazing and I've made some, you know, lifelong through this through this uh, sport as well. That's brilliant, like you say, it's 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 interesting and it's kind of obviously I kind of talked about the uh the physical stuff, but really it sounds like it's it's the psychological stuff that, that's really oh, being fulfilling for you. It's, it's it is mentally it's more more the I've I know I know someone who's actually I'm not going to name his uh, name names, but he, there's a guy who's at our place who's going through a really tough time at the moment, and he jujitsu to get him through that tough time because he knows he's got people there who he can rely on, who he can speak to, and it takes his mind off it. And this the 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 uh, what is it the uh, or psychology, but whatever it is for the, for your for your for your brain, it is it, it is good for you, and it's it's good to get your anger out on people. So. <laughs> yeah. I was going to ask. I was going to ask that if you go if you go through a bad time, it's a good a good way of uh, of getting it's, releasing it's, that frustration, it's isn't it? Easiest place to just beat the shit out of someone. <laughs> <laughs> I don't, well, if we do end up getting, you know, say we go down to Peterborough and we end up uh, losing a bit heavily, then I won't be want to be uh, facing you. I want to get the boys down, <laughs> boys down from the training and, and come on, they give it a go. Some of them wind me up, and I'd love to smash them. <laughs> Fantastic, <laughs> brilliant. So, so go, moving on, kind of on to the football stuff, then really. Uh, with, with obviously we've mentioned it's a, it's a pretty much a new new back line that you, you, you're working with this year and, and, and with each other as well. That you know, there's not I think every player apart from Delaney is new in that back four and he was out on loan for the last half of last season. So when when you kind of gelling as a as a back line together for the first time, what kind of key things do you try and do to kind of get that understanding with each other? Communication. It's 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 absolutely key. I, I back line, back four. You've got to communicate with. Her. It's because you know if someone goes out of that line, you fill the gap. You've got to match runners and stuff like that. Communication is such a big, big thing. And for me, as a in my game as well, you you'll you'll see in games you'll just probably hear my screaming at people and and a big part of my game so i know donald i know i, know I played with donald at um at so i know uh, ryan delaney uh, yeah delaney so them two didn't know faz faz is a great lad great player and i actually um i come in to work with faz me and him we uh we we share a nice little trip from Preston to here to, to Morecambe. And we've got Max as well, a left back. So it's definitely in that we all have to work on communicating, but we get along really well and, and I believe we're actually gelling really well as well. Yeah, it certainly seems. And uh, yeah, with the, with the talking, uh, sitting in the stands, yes, I can't hear you. It's uh... a... <laughs> We can definitely you doing that. Uh, just looking at your previous career, and uh, one thing that I, I think that was a uh, you've had a loan to Sweden in a play yeah. Forsterson. So what what was that like? Kind of, I think you would have been quite young at the time. So that, what was that like? Kind of moving country, yeah. even for a brief amount of time. It was it was a weird one to be honest. I, I, there was a guy there was a guy at Middlesbrough called Gary Gill, a footballer, and he's my um, godfather. And he knows what goes on in Sweden. He knows a few people in Sweden. And I just, I just remember him. I came back from a loan from Bradford. I didn't play. And I was just, I really want to go out. And I just said to him, 
take me anywhere. I don't care if it's if it's in Timbuktu, I'll go. And then he literally he gave me a text and he said, "Right, you're going to Ostersund in Sweden. Yeah, where's that?" I don't so we've we we got the plane. We got. I, I had to get Ostersund. I landed and it was a blizzard, absolute blizzard. And I'm like, what am I doing here? And there's a guy called Brian Wake, who's from Middlesbrough, who picked. And I'm thinking, what is this? Is a guy from Middlesbrough? And we were driving, driving to this little, the little town. And then all of a sudden, I look out to the left, and there's a moose running the time. I'm thinking, right, guys are an elk running this coming car. But I got there, and I looked, unbelievable. Unbelievable! We, uh, in Potter as my manager, Billy Reed was my assistant. Yeah, and I got there and I absolutely loved it. I made I made one of one of my best friends who who was my groomsman this this. Uh, I made a, a friend for life from Jamie Offcut, and it was just such a good experience. And I would and I would suggest that to any young goalkeeper, young player. Just go, just go wherever you're told. Get games, get, get out of your comfort zone. Because I went there as a young lad, never been a Swede, never lived, lived on my own in a different country, and then suddenly I'm in the middle of nowhere in, in Sweden. And games. Yeah, it sounds like you got the full Swedish experience immediately with a, with a blizzard and a moose. So. Uh... <laughs> Going to one of your other loan spells, uh, Oldham, <clears throat> I think looking on Twitter, obviously the fans are still quite fond of you because you were in team of the season for League One, I think it was in 2017. Uh, and it's funny looking at that season because it feels like there was actually quite a lot riding on you because uh, Oldham that season, they scored... 31 goals in 46 games, which is a pretty pitiful amount of goals. They really put really a lot of pressure on you to it keep a, it out. We were we were shocking. <laughs> Attacking wise, we were absolutely abysmal. Honestly, it was it was disgraceful. But Could we striker. Uh, oh, I can't names, but Lee Owen. You could have gone striker. Sorry. <laughs> You could have gone striker. I honestly, I probably could have. <laughs> but the um, no, we. Uh, it was a really, it was a great season. Absolutely, I had, I had one of. I made a great friend again, Peter Clark. Me and Peter Clark. Uh, don't want to blow me on trumpet. We were pivotal in that in that team. We were. He was immense. Peter Clark was immense. And I mean, like, I've never played with it. He was, I think he was 34, 35 at the time. He was, uh, and, I, and I was thinking he's coming to the end of his career. He's still bloody playing. <laughs> and But he was honestly immense. And he was massive for my development. And we, we, uh, we um, broke, well, we, no, we matched the record for the most clean sheets in the season. I think it was 18 clean sheets. And we we done it on the last game. We kept a clean sheet on the last game to match it. And it was Oldham will always be something. That club will always be special to me. It is the fans are amazing. It's a shame about how it's how they've how it's been ran recently. But I believe they've got a new owner, and he looks he looks like he knows the club and he knows the people. And he's got I, a flat cap. He's got a flat cap. And I believe they, they'll do really well. But Oldham was Oldham was probably my best and favourite season of my career. I, I absolutely love well, that play. Well, it, it sounds like a riveting season. If you, you had 18 clean sheets and you only scored 31, I'm glad I didn't get a season <laughs> ticket. It was a bad... It was a bad like, I think... I think we had we kept like five clean sheets in the first five games. It was weird. We were like we can't score, but we can't concede. <laughs> but we were we just we played really well defensively. But granted, I actually did 
I actually did do something really well in that season and, and I was keeping clean sheets. But it was definitely, definitely something. This is a season that I met my wife and it was the season that I, I probably had the best in my life. So it was definitely a great season. Brilliant. Back over to you for East Gone. Well, I, I, I'll, we've, 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 approached, we've approached... The great thing about recording on this medium is I can see how long we've gone, <laughs> which I can't on any others, so that's quite useful. So I'll come to... I'll, I'll, I'll come to Charlie now. Charlie, um, you said that you and Ben had a wander uh, round to the Barticard to have a look at the new roof behind uh, in the pouring rain last week uh it was certainly busy behind there and it was certainly packed because everybody was trying to keep out of the rain but it, it certainly made a difference to me anyway but what were your thoughts yeah, it's made a big difference as we, we obviously a few covid cases so we've short a few staff to shift the pints a bit quicker which we've got obviously no time for next week but it was all really really positive we could walk around the ground my wife came to her first game in the museum she's been to loads of away games but um she said, i was gonna ask you that was that was my next question. How did it go? Well, Derek was great with, the, with my kids. He, he's, always, he's always good with the boys, but um, had a good chat with my wife. We, we came and sat with, the, with the, Connor and everyone at their meal before Matt came and sat with him. And it made me feel really old because the younger I'm 45 now. The younger players now look proper young to me. <laughs> Farne and, and, uh, and Caleb and everyone look so young. But um, that was good. And uh, then my wife said, it's actually quite good, isn't it? I was like... Yes, of course it is. <laughs> <laughs> it's, um, only taking you, it's only taking you three seasons. That's pretty good. Yeah. So I bought, bought everything in the, in, the, in the club shop I hadn't got, which is quite a lot of stuff. But you know, we chucked, chucked a phone afterwards and Ryan Delaney and, uh, and Connor and a few of the boys. And it was all, all really, really good. And just really, really enjoyable afternoon for everyone. And, um, we had just some stats for you here. We had a, people listening about people turning up. A 79% turnout rate of people with safe season tickets, which is pretty good. Um, and we had um, only the only better Sunderland's 88% people turned up with season tickets and 81% with Bolton. But that was our yeah. highest turnout rate of all time, um, apart from those two games, which is great. Um, the feedback was really, really good from all, all the people that we spoke to. And overall, you know, we were saying to Connor earlier, we sell these season tickets, record number of season tickets. We get young people coming along, boys and girls, who will come watch Morecambe forever. They'll buy a pie, they'll buy a pint, you know, if they're overage. Um, but they'll, they'll, they'll be part of the Morecambe family for a long time. And that's why we do a season ticket offer. 150 quid for six, six pounds 25 a game, Connor. Six pounds 25 a game, mate. Unbelievable. It is great, that. It is great. You can't get that most, most places. I mean, what's it, what's it like in the Premier League? The ridiculous now, aren't they? Oh. Well, if you if you need our our local rivals, many many years ago when we were in the Northern Premier League, we're Lancaster City, and our, our season ticket is hundred and fifty pounds, and they're in the they're in Conference North, and theirs is hundred and sixty five pounds. In fact, yeah, they're not even in Conference North. I mean, Northern Premier League. I don't know. One, the, yeah, the the one below Conference North, Northern Premier. League. Yeah, Conference North. So they're in the Northern Premier League. Overall, and they're, they're overall, season overall, good thing to build on. You know, kudos to people on the Berlin Wall in the rain, and uh, you know, all in all, building for, building for the big the big game in a week on Saturday. Fleetwood. So if. if if we had 79%, that, I mean, I presume with it being school holidays, lots of people have bought season tickets and then gone on holiday, really, haven't they? Yeah. It's an amazing stat, really, considering summer holidays and uh, natural vacation in a way, and the weather. It's an amazing turnout. It is. It was a great crowd. It was a good atmosphere. Uh, we just needed a goal, and it would have been the perfect day, Joel. Yeah, it would have been perfect, yeah. And then, yeah, like... It was nice to have a little bit of a rest over the summer, especially after a bit of a stressful end to last season when they're getting relegated. But I was, I was very ready to to get back at it, and yeah, it was great to be back. And uh, I've agreed today to go down to Peterborough, so that'll be good fun as well. Oh, so you're going? That's good. I am going. I was just going to ask you because obviously the trust, the trust and the club have got together to to agree to run coaches to most games. That's right, isn't it? Yeah, so it is the it is the club running it. Obviously, we're going to support them and, and advertise. And if they ever you know need to ask us anything about what our experiences, we're we're going to be on hand. 
to, to help them out. But yeah, it is the club running it for, for this season, which is really great because obviously it's what few people were asking for. So you know, <clears throat> it's great that the club have been able to provide them. Hopefully they, they, they take up that uh, what the club are doing and, and buy the tickets for the coach. So uh, if you're listening to this on Friday morning and you fancy making the journey to London Road, uh, there, I just checked before we came alive and there are, uh, when I was mucking around trying to get on Chrome, uh, and there are a few spots still available, but not many, so you better book it pretty quickly to, to go and support Connor and the lads. Final question for Connor. Uh, were, you, were, you, uh, were you up for club captain? Were you surprised when he asked you, or what were your thoughts on it? Yeah, it was... It was it was a weird one. I, I mean, I've just signed. I like. I, I just signed. I've been there for a few weeks, uh, and, and I was just being my normal self. Just, I guess I'm a loud character, and you know, we I, all of a sudden we started the fines in the in the in the uh, squad and taking over the fines, and and I, I guess I guess he just kind of face and. The manager pulled Donald in, and he just said, "Right, make you club captain. I'm going to make you team captain." And and he said, "Do you know what that means?" And I, we just looked at, him, "No." <laughs> he said, "Well, you're going to deal with everything, and you're going to wear the armband on the on the uh, on the on the pitch because I don't like goalkeepers wearing the armband on the pitch." And I was like, "No worries." And I was just, and it was just the way it went, and. It just it seems to work, and and Donald's Donald's a great professional, and he's a, a great captain. So it's, it's the way it goes, and it, it was an honour for him to pick me. I'm, I'm for it. And I I always come back to Joel on this point because obviously uh, I know I know Derek's Derek said in the past that uh, the captain tosses the coin. I want eleven captains on the pitch. That's right, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. No. Yeah. Anyway. You want lots of leaders throughout the squad, but like like we said, yeah. you know, the fact that Derek has two people in mind that he would trust to be a captain means that, that there's at least two people he sees as leaders. And then when you look at people like you know Faz Rawson and 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 that and that throughout the squad, you know, you'd like to think that there's a there's a lot of people who can you know help drag us through those moments when we need people to step up. All I can say is I've known Connor for two or three weeks now, and I can see why he's captain straight away. <laughs> you know, you, 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 we, 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 you need big personalities. You need, you need people who are encouraging, and people who are gonna, you know, if you don't do what you're told, you get the shit beaten out of you by jujitsu. So, yeah, exactly. Uh, <laughs> it, it helps that you can, you, you can persuade them with jujitsu, Connor. That always comes in handy. <laughs> no, I mean, <laughs> I'll try and keep me uh, jujitsu in hand, but no, it was Greg. Greg said it, Greg. Greg Strong said before I signed, he said, "Listen, we need someone like you to be be loud and and to hand uh, off people." And that's the kind of person I am. He, I was like at Salford, and he he liked what he saw, and that, he, he was uh, picking me to be Well, just just as a final aside, uh, before we wrap up, um, we had uh, we had three three different keepers last season. Uh, in fact, we had four, but we had four different keepers. All three out of the four were on this podcast, and uh, the previous incumbent of the MFC keeper position was Barry Roach. And uh, I'm happy to say that you fit the stereotype. You're all a bit tap. <laughs> <laughs> I am honestly who you'll ever meet. And as a fact, Barry Roach is not saying. And now, <laughs> we know. And I tell you what, we can you talk to Adam Smith, you'll understand that why he's not saying absolute fruit, but some guy. But I think I think I think uh, people listening to this podcast for the last two seasons will suddenly realise that you do have to have a bit of a screw loose to be a goalkeeper in a nice way. Every, so there you everyone, go. everyone says that. <laughs> Who wants a football kick that you about ninety base? No one. So you've got to have something right here. Yeah, just, you're right. I'm not, I'm not arguing <laughs> so uh, uh, on that note thank you to uh, Charlie as usual uh, thank you to you Connor for coming on hopefully we'll get you on later in the season when you've uh, beaten the club record for clean sheets I'll try my best uh, 
either that or you've gone up two levels in your jujitsu, whichever comes first. Um, and uh, thanks to Joel. Um, Joel, I'm I'm not I'm not travelling down on Saturday because uh, I've got a granddaughter featuring in a in a play on Saturday, uh, and I'm under pain of death to attend four o'clock at the Grand Theatre. So I'll, I'll be thinking I'll, I might have to take my earpiece into this uh, and uh, pretend I'm paying attention. But there you go. So uh, this has been Shrimpnet. Um, this is episode two this season. I'm going to keep uh, keep a note on how many we've done. Uh, join us again next week when we'll hopefully be saying positive things about uh, uh, unexpected away win at Posh. <laughs>